Hi, my name is Rob Sims. I'm a former NFL uh, player and co-founder of Primitive Group, and you're listening to my podcast on Sporty Athlete. You're listening to For the Athlete, a podcast aimed at humanizing the athlete by giving them a platform to control their own narrative and tell their life stories. As always, here's your host, Brooks Huber. Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Brooks Huber, and welcome back to For the Athlete. Today, I'm joined by former NFL offensive lineman turned entrepreneur, Rob Sims. Rob, thanks for coming on the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. You know, thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you for coming on the show. It's great to be able to sit here and talk about your story. You were a three-year starter at The Ohio State University, where you won a national championship. Let's just start there. What was your experience like in Columbus? Well, I mean, I had a great experience in Columbus. Um, I'm from Ohio, so um, I I bled scarlet and gray uh, my whole life. And uh, what a great opportunity for me to get an opportunity to go there. Never mind uh, my first year winning a national championship there. So I was able to play in that game, start in that game. And then I'm, um, I had uh, another three years after that where, yeah, obviously, I, I played really well. So, uh, you know, Columbus is near dear to my heart. And, uh, you know, the Buckeyes, man, go Bucks always. As a senior, you were a captain for the team. How did the lessons and experiences you gained from your time there influence not only your NFL career, but your post-football career as well? Well, you know, I mean, Ohio State is always going to have the best talent. Um, we had we had a great coach and mentor in the name of Jim Trestle. Um, so being able to be known as a leader on that team, a captain on that team, um, is something that I'll, I'll take with me forever. Playing with the very, very best, at least at that level, um, and being able to lead them was, was great. And, um, you know, I think the things I learned about it is really just patience. I think that's one of the biggest things in, 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 in life and business and anything you do is really just being, being patient, um, you know, being true to your word, being, being somebody that they could always rely on. And, um, you know, I've always just done my business like that, you know, no matter what, um, I just want to make sure that, you know, I'm doing my part, I'm doing my job for the, for the organization, for the project. So, uh, I think that's what I learned the most. That's a great outlook to have. Cause I mean, you went there as a teenager, obviously same environment kind of, cause you said you were Ohio guy, but no, that's great to see. And from Columbus, you find yourself going to Seattle after being selected in the fourth round of the 2006 NFL draft. What was the biggest challenge you faced from going from playing on Saturdays to Sundays? You know, I, I think really the, the biggest part was just the, uh, the move. Uh, I went from being <laughs> a Midwest kid all my life to being a Pacific Northwestern overnight, you know? So, uh, that was, uh, that was definitely a change, you know, being in Seattle from, a from, from Cleveland, Ohio, you know what I mean? It's a, uh, it's a different world. Uh, so really just, just learning that, learning where I fit in and just the society in general. And then, you know, playing, I was playing in the big leagues then. So that, you know, that team was just coming off a of Super Bowl and it had a lot of high hopes. And, um, I was, I was going to feel, have to fill some big shoes, uh, and, uh, you know, with, uh, you know, Steve Hutchinson leaving the year before. So, you know, I, I definitely had my work cut out for me. I mean, it, I won't say it was an easy four years, definitely a lot of ups and downs, but, um, you know, it, it's what really cut my teeth in the NFL and gave me an opportunity to be successful long term. It's great to have another Midwest guy. I think this is the fourth straight episode I've done with Midwest guys, yeah. uh, more so in like the Minnesota area. But I mean, yeah, people don't really talk about moving to a whole different city. That's difficult. Like, I mean, let alone going from college ball to NFL ball. I mean, I guess, yeah, like what was the biggest challenge of 
being in your own world right there, having your own apartment and whatnot? Yeah, I think the biggest thing was just, you know, I mean, it's a, it's a totally different climate. It's a totally different people, right? Seattle is that mixing pot, right? Where you just got people from, you know, you got people from Hawaii, you got people from China, mm-hmm. you got people from Alaska, you know, you got people from, from other parts of the, the U.S. So, um, it's a lot different than the Midwest, yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 just, it's, just, it's just crazy, man. You know, the, the weather, I've never been in a place where you could be on a beach overlooking a major city, overlooking snow-capped mountains, man. So it's just like a really, <laughs> really different place. And, uh, you know, just the, just the amount of money and, and commerce out there. You got Boeing out there, Microsoft out there, a lot of the tech giants was out there you know bill gates lived around the corner from where i was living so you know things like that man that you just you don't you're not exposed to growing up in in the midwest that was uh it was different in a culture shock for sure yeah you mentioned how you filled in for steve hutchinson what was i guess the biggest challenge there uh how are the people around you trying to help you finish that role well you know i think you know steve hutchinson obviously was on his way to, to a hall of fame career um, you know, flat out, I just wasn't that good <laughs> coming in to, <laughs> coming in as a rookie um, into that position, you know. So I, I don't think I really filled the shoes very well, at least in the first couple of years. And, you know, I, I think over over time I, I may have. But, you know, that, that's going to be hard for anybody. And, 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 you know, they just come up with Super Bowl, you know, at the highs of highs. Um, and, um, you know, unfortunately they didn't win that one. They lost that one to Pittsburgh. But, um, you know, I think that was the biggest thing, man. Me finding my way in a place where um, I was going to be looked at to bring the same success from a guy that was, you know, he was a bona fide Hall of Famer. So, um, you know, it was it was definitely tough. But you know, th- those are the type of things that propel you forward uh, when you've got you you've got a you know opportunity like that uh, to uh, you know I mean to to rise to the occasion. So, yeah, right. You'd think that you had these interview questions beforehand because you're answering these very well and very efficiently. I know you're just doing these on the fly. I, I respect that. Yeah, I appreciate it. <laughs> so you finished out your rookie deal with Seattle and yeah. ended up moving to Detroit. What were negotiations like and how did you find yourself going to the Motor City? You know, to be honest, there were there were no negotiations, right? I was 100% traded. Uh, oh, wait, you you're know, traded. Shoot. I was traded. Yeah. Oh, so. I apologize. For, I, I thought, okay, my bad. Hold on. Oh, all good. All good. You know, Pete Carroll got the job in Seattle. Um, I think he took one look at me and realized he could probably get something for me. Uh, that was end up being a fifth round draft pick. Um, they turned that fifth round draft pick into Cam Chancellor, who was one of the members of the Legion of Doom. So, you know what I mean? If I had to take that, that trade, I would take it a hundred times, uh, over a hundred times. Right. So they did a great job. Um, and to be honest, man, I, I didn't realize I was going to end up in Detroit. Just knew I would be traded at some point. And um, Detroit, Detroit ended up being the place. Uh, to be honest, my, you know, I thought that's where players went to die at the time. They were coming off of an 0-16 season, and I think they had a 2-14 and season. So I didn't see much promise, and didn't see myself being around for too long. But you know, once you met the guys and, and you and you meet this town, right? I, I felt like I was home again, right? I'm in the Midwest. And, uh, you know, it's a place that I've lived for the last 13 years, either, you know, and, and been a professional. So um, this place definitely has a way of growing on you. Uh, but, uh, you know, definitely, definitely, a, uh, definitely a shock being traded. And uh, once again, having to find your own way. Yeah, let's talk about you being traded, not signing there in free agency. You got traded there. What were some of the conversations you had leading up? Because you kind of briefly mentioned that you were expecting a trade. Yeah, you know, to be honest, you know, I thought I was next in line to get a big deal in Seattle. Um, so, um, you know, I, I thought I had played very well my fourth year 
Um, I was starting to really come into my own. Um, you know, I was I was young. You know, and I and I thought that you know I I would be one of those guys that can sign the you know that eight million dollar a year contract. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the good Lord has something else for me. I didn't I didn't necessarily see that, but you know, so the, the talks were you know highs of highs. Of, hey, you're about to get a contract to. Hey, we got new management. We're going to trade you to. Hey, you're in Detroit. So very quickly, um, I was kind of knocked into a a different type place. But uh, you just keep you keep moving when things like that happen. You're three games into that year. They offered me a contract that was life changing money, um, not what I expected to get, but it it was it was good for me to say, hey, let's let's stick around here and see see where this goes. Well, that's good because. You became a Detroit Lion, which that was probably the best thing that could ever happen to you because you ended up linking up with Calvin Johnson. And we're going to talk about that later because obviously you two are both co-founders of Primitive, which we're going to be talking about. And listeners, you're in a treat for that. But I want to talk about your philanthropy. So you became a Detroit Lion. You and your wife became actively involved in philanthropy. What was the inspiration behind your initiatives during that period? And which charitable work or organizations have been your favorite? Yeah, I mean that's that's a great question, man. I think both me and my wife really had really great parents. Um, my uh, both my dad and my father-in-law both played in the NFL, um, right? So this wasn't our second go around at seeing being NFL kids and seeing you know knowing what to do and how to you know you know how to approach your business. And, and philanthropy has always been a big piece of that, right? So my dad was a, a you know he was really big into our church and and. And, and things around things around town in Cleveland, and, and so is my father-in-law Tony Nathan. So, um, you know, that was definitely with me and my wife's union. That was definitely something that we were going to continue. And we started a donor advised fund that we would, you know, we would tie our money into every year. And um, you know, we started to give to a lot of organizations here in Detroit and back back in Cleveland and and you know, around the country, really. But uh, the V Foundation is one of those people that we supported over the years. Um, you know, just with cancer research. Um, you know, cancer is just such a you know, a rough thing that's attacking everybody in this in this country. You know, you know, nobody's really safe from it. So, you know, I mean, just really, you know, always wanted to to be able to help there. Um, you know, got some close friends that are dealing with that now. Um, you know, really in the you know to, to kids sports, right? Think that uh, sports for kids are, is a great outlet for a lot of energy and and direction on life and a lot of life lessons. So. Um, you know, donated to Detroit Powell over the years and a lot of different programs. Um, probably my favorite is we developed a concussion protocol for Powell a few years ago uh, just to keep the kids safe. So, um, you know, I think things like that are and you know, the Children's Center is another place I gave to around here that was that was big. So really, you know, we focused a, a, a lot around kids. I focused around some, some ministry stuff. So prison ministries uh, donate a lot of money over the years to that. So, you know, just just really where we, we felt led to give. And, uh, you know, that usually was with kids, uh, you know, definitely with kids, definitely with, you know, ministry in our faith. So, uh, you know, we, we've given and some we plan to do for, for many, many years to come. That's incredible. I love seeing NFL players give back. That's one of my favorite things to talk about on the show. I've had a lot of guests who love doing that. So I'm really, it's really awesome to hear that because I feel like that's not something that's always talked about in the media. So let's just now talk about you linking up with Calvin Johnson. You guys ended up making Primitive together. How did your relationship with the Hall of Famer go from being teammates to starting your company? I think once again, me and Calvin kind of hit it off when we first got here. You know, very, very similar um, upbringings, right? My mom's an educator. His mom's an educator. 
so anybody who knows their moms that they're educators, right? You know, you walk to a different beat with them. So, uh, you know, you could always see his focus, always see his greatness. He was always a guy I wanted around. And, uh, you know, I used to have these like Friday night parties for the guys just to have them come through. So he always graced us with his presence and, and, and came by. And, you know, me and him would talk a lot, a lot more about life uh, than football, even though we're teammates. And, you know, we had a, we had something that we were chasing. Uh, we talked a lot about life, talked a lot, a lot about after the game. And obviously with me having two, my father-in-law, my father playing in the league, I knew the good, the bad, and the ugly. And I was always talking about transitioning out of the league. So I think, you know, not only Calvin, but I think other guys are kind of drawn to that that talk. You know, not that it was right because we all got to go through it at some point. But um, I think they saw the way I was kind of positioning myself with real estate. I had a couple of businesses that I was trying to open when I was still playing. I had a title company, a mortgage play. Um, I had a, some real estate that Calvin, me and Calvin had some early deals on while he was still playing. And uh, we were we had success. And um, as cannabis started to come around, I saw an opportunity for cannabis real estate. Um, obviously, something I couldn't do by myself is very cash intensive. So, um, you know, I, I leaned to him and um, he was willing to come and lead us, help lead this thing. So, um, you know, it, it's been a, it's been a great partnership. Right. We've been through a lot of ups and downs, not only in the field, but off the field. Um, and we're still hanging in there together. And that's the that's the biggest thing. Right. I always had this vision that players could take what we learned on the field about playing together and struggling together and overcoming together we could take that right in the, in the business. And we, me and Calvin have done that. We're kind of the beta test for that. And um, I think it's just the beginning. I think a lot of other guys will join suit. That's great. Well, hey, Calvin's been on the record. You talked about cannabis. He's been on the record saying that he smoked almost after every game. Can you attest to that? Is that true? Did did you see yeah. that happening? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you got, you know, if you're, that's your, that's your boy. You was right there with him. Right. So <laughs> it was, it was both of us uh, doing that, you know, you know, before, and after, never during, of course, but of course, uh, right. <laughs> for me, um, once again, I saw guys in my dad's era go down the wrong path with pain medication, right? I was seeing guys that I was, I was playing with at Ohio State and in the league early in Seattle that was going down this wrong page as far as um, opioid use and things of that nature. Not, you know, I just didn't. It didn't ever make sense to me to to do all these great things in the NFL but then ultimately lose your soul to something like that and have to, you know, be, be addicted and not be able to enjoy your, your, the fruit of your labor. And cannabis was that alternative for me. Uh, I tore my pec in 2008 and um, they tried to give us some opioid pills that, you know, basically said, take me a pain. When you're a football player, you have pain all the time. Uh, so it, it just, you know, for me, it just, I, I just needed something different. I needed an alternative and uh, you know, I did it and I was, you know, I wasn't the only one, you know, there were a lot of other guys that, uh, you know, found cannabis as being beneficial. I mean, and at least one of us has showed up in the Hall of Fame. So uh, there we go, right? We, we know we know that uh, we know that it doesn't hurt you from performing, uh, right? It can only help. So uh, yeah, that's the that's the the, the kind of way we kind of linked up with cannabis. Well, yeah, because at that time wasn't that banned, or what was the substance that was banned there? Because you know, you hear about Josh Gordon; he didn't play for like five years because of it. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it it, it was banned. Um, you know, I wish it wasn't, and so I wouldn't have to, you know, do that. But I, I think it's not banned now. I think it's yeah, I think it's not good banned now. now. Mm-hmm. I think they still may find you now, uh, but they won't yeah. suspend you. You know, so right. Uh, we're we're getting there. All we can ask for is the baby steps, right? All we can do, right? This is this is not this didn't start with with me and Calvin. This has been going on since football's been going on. 
right? So I think we're getting to a, a, a good place, you know. But, of course, you know, it takes time. You NFL is a big place, a big place with, you know, a lot of people to answer to. And, uh, you know, it's just going to take time. But I think we're headed in the right direction. Well, yeah, you say it takes time. There's still a certain stigma around cannabis use. How are you and Calvin working on erasing that? Well, I think we're just being intentional about it, right? I, I think you look at our vision, mission, and core values. Um, when you look at, like, what's the company all about, the first line is you're going to see we want to change the stigma. Um, and we want to use our platforms to change the stigma. You know, why? Because there there are a ton of people out here that um, are suffering with pain, are suffering when they're dealing with something, whether it be cancer or whatever they're dealing with, ailment, that cannabis could potentially help. You know, I'm not going to say we got the cure, but we do have something that could potentially help and at least an alternative for them to look into and uh, to start getting comfortable with, right? That's why I want people like now, I want, you know, I want people my mom's age in their 70s, 60s and 70s to, to experiment with it. So when that day does come and they do need something, they know what it's about. It won't be this big shock to them and they won't just rely on whatever medicine that is given. Not that that stuff isn't great and we, we spent you know, tons and tons of research dollars to get those those medicines in a great place. All we're saying is, hey, there's an alternative to that if that doesn't work for you. So, um, I, you know, I think that's the uh, that's the big thing. And that's our mission. And that's why we can we can't just be businessmen here. We got to be activists. So we you know, they always say, you know, heavy is the the, the, the head that one that wears the crown. Right. We got to we got to we got to run. We got to run the business, build the business. And we got to We got to advocate for the plan. So we got a big job to do. You mentioned the business, Primitive Group. That's what you and Calvin are co-founders of. You kind of already touched on the company's mission, um, but can you tell me the role in advancing the way cannabis is used a little bit more? Yeah, I mean, you know, for us, you know, along with the vision, it was always, it was always about creating innovative products. Um, cannabis, um, if, we, if we treat it correctly, it can go in all kinds of different things, right? So we've really been exploring that. We've been exploring that through our brand, Primitive Performance, and really what that is, is marrying what we did in football and what we do now, right? So we took products that we used in, in, in while we were playing. Uh, in this example, uh, we have our, our topical and also we have our drink mix. It's like our version, you know, liquid IV or whatever. They have those same type of, you know, look powdery things you put in water. So we have, we have something like that and we have a topical. All things that we use when we were playing for hydration or pain. And, um, you know, we put, we put plant medicines in them. And we are, you know, we're just trying to take the next step. We're not only just using THC or CBD, but using some of the minors, right? CBG, CDC, CBN, things like that. So, um, you know, we're being really intentional about what we're trying to do. Um, and uh, like I said, we, we do that through the vision, mission, and core values, and that's our anchor. Um, but everything we wrote on that paper, we've been able to accomplish. So we've, 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 we're heading in the right direction. We mentioned your new product line called Primitive Performance, which you dropped this year. What led to the development of these products? You mentioned their rehydration solutions and topical creams, and how have they been received by athletes and other customers who use them? Yeah, we, we a couple of years ago, we ran into a group called CYP, C-Y-P, Choose Your Protocol. Um, and they were, they were taking, you know, minor and major cannabinoids, and they were putting them in things like drink mixes and topicals and sleep formulas and all kinds of different things, anything you could think of, right? And really got our, and for us, we were always, we were always fascinated with this nano product that was like, seemed to be like the new thing on the street. It was going to be like water soluble, uh, that it was going to uh, give you the, the, uh, opportunity to put it in anything you wanted. 
you know what I mean? And really create different class classes for your products. Right. So, um, we met, we met SIP, uh, we hit it off with them. We like what they were doing. Um, they had the product, we had the brand. Uh, so we were able to, we were able to come to agreement and here's permanent performance. So, uh, yeah, just things, you know, things like that. We, you know, we, we've just kind of found our way through this whole thing. Right. So we are, we were new to business and new to an industry. So we had to figure it all out. So glad we bumped into those guys. For sure. Uh, my next question is how do CBD and other phytocannabinoids, I think I said that right. It took me forever when I was looking up how to say that word. Uh, but no, how, how do those contribute to rehydration and recovery for athletes? Cause I'm not an expert on this. You and Calvin obviously are. So I would love to hear about that. Yeah, I mean, the big thing that we're chasing in those two products is is anti-inflammatory properties, right? We all know that the body is healthier when it's less is less uh, inflamed. Uh, so that's what we're always trying to do is like, how can we? What can we pack in here to 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 help someone take some take some some swelling out or take some you know and some inflammatory things out? How do we how do we get that? So that's what we kind of came up with the four minors. Uh, the topical is one that, you know, obviously goes right to your skin and we're seeing some great anecdotal evidence about, you know, that, that product working. And, you know, we, we've got, you know, uh, tons and tons of, 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 ref- of referrals and people that are like, man, we love this stuff. Um, and then, you know, and then the drink mix, right. It, it, it's packed with a lot of things that just aren't for this aren't cannabis products, right. You know, we're putting vitamins in there. We're doing things like that because we just know hydration is such an important key to life especially sports. So, uh, you know, we're, we're taking the minors and, 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 and we're playing with them, right. We still have a ways to go as far as, you know, perfecting our, our formula and things like that. But, you know, what we've been able to do so far, you know, show some great promise. Yeah. What does the next five, 10 years look like for primitive? You know, I, I think the next five years is you see like one-off products coming out of our camp. Uh, our topical is one we're really, really excited about because we think like that one has legs like anything, it can start in, in NFL locker rooms like BioFreeze and, and Tiger Bomb did and then one day be on the shelves. Like, I, I can see a trajectory for that product like that. Uh, but we got a lot of work to put in to get there, right? So, But I, I definitely feel like we're on that trajectory of being able to bring some products like that that can hit the mainstream and hit big and not only, you know, be sold e-commerce but be at big box stores down the line. So, you know, those are the things we're chasing right now, um, along with just strengthening up our foundation as always, right? We still have our, we still have our, our store out in Niles, Michigan that is doing great. We, we've got our, our manufacturing facility and our cultivation facility in Weberville, Michigan. Uh, so we're, we're still, you know, we're still ways away from tightening the screws all the way up, right? So that's the thing for, about us, you know, we're going to come out here and, and, and push a product. We better make sure it's the best. And to be the best, right, we got to keep working through working through the processes to get there. So we're getting there slowly but surely. Uh, but, uh, you know, the market is spoken. I mean, we're in 160 stores right now, and our, and our current uh, company store is doing great. So uh, I couldn't be happier where our team is performing right now. Yeah, can you ever see Primitive working with the NFL? The NFL once was completely anti. Now you see them kind of doing the whole 180 on – all that stuff, right? Yeah. Could you could you could you see you guys working together? Well, I mean, who who better who who better than one of the, one of your sons to come out? You know, one of the guys that you brought up through your ranks that were able to be successful. One of them being a Hall of Famer, and not only take what they learned and apply it to football, but are able to apply it to business and be able to reconnect with you. 
it's a better story for them than it is for us, to be honest. Right. So, you know, I, I think, I think they'll see it. Um, I think more importantly, we have to be ready when that opportunity comes. I know it will come. Um, it's the fact that we'll we be ready to, to, uh, take advantage of it when we do to leverage it when we, when we can. That's interesting. Uh, that's all I have for you on primitive. Is there anything else you want to talk on about your company? No, I'm great. I'm great. No, those are great questions. Um, so no, those are great. I mean, I, I think, uh, ultimately primitive, uh, primitive is that company that is a force to be reckoned with, uh, uh, not only because of, 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 of who we are, but what we've been through to get here. None of this has been handed over easily. And, um, I'm just thankful that me and Calvin were able to work through it. And we were able to build a team that's able to, that's very, um, uh, that, that goes through adversity like they do. Um, so, uh, we're excited about the future. And, and like you asked the question about the next five or 10 years, man, we'll see, but, uh, really excited about it. We'll see for sure. Well, Hey, I'd be remiss if I didn't take the time at the end of our conversation and talk about your partnership with Nestry, which fans of Ford the athlete are familiar with, as I had the opportunity to talk with co-founder, Dr. Tommy Shavers about a month yep. ago. And for those who don't know, Nestry is a mental and cognitive strength training and solutions company that leverages neuroscience and AI machine learning technology to personalize how people get better, feel better, and perform better. You guys kind of have the same mindsets on getting people to feel better, just different ways of doing it. With this in mind, what was your experience or what has your experience been like with Nestry and what's your biggest takeaway from working with them? You know, Nestry was 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 great for us because it opened us up. It, 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 it opened up our view of what was possible in cannabis and, and health and wellness. Um, and really got us thinking about a lot of different things, right? Uh, meeting with Tommy Shavers introduced us to Harvard. That introduced us to the word nano. Uh, and like I said, we've been on a quest to have a nano product ever since, uh, now that we do so. And, you know, me personally, I, I've been through the Nestry training. You know, it came in a time in my life where I needed it. And uh, it was really beneficial for me. So, you know, not only are, are me and Calvin in partnership with Nestry, um, and definitely support that program, you know, I'm a customer and, you know, my father-in-law is going through that program as well. So, uh, they're very intentional like we are about what they do. And, um, you know, he's got something really special there. So, um, the more and more people get to know about that, the better. Right. So, you know, our, what we do is what, what we do is provide a medicine and a supplement. Um, I look at him and what he's doing is he's the strength coach and he is training your brain. So, um, you know, you know, good, good days to come for people with CTE are going to be suffering with CTE, man. I think there's a solution out there, um, or at least, or at least a treatment out there that we can, we can use. So we don't have to be the guy sitting around saying we don't have any options. We can't do that. We gotta, we gotta be part of the, part of the solution. You guys are definitely part of the solution. It's great watching your two companies work together because you guys are going to the top at the same time together. Uh, that's all I have for you. Thank you so much for coming on the show. You're a true entrepreneur through and through with a great story of how you got here today as well. I wish you nothing but the best in the future with Primitive Group, Nestry, and life as a husband and a father. I appreciate it, Brooks. Thank you, man. Yeah, I'm your host, Brooks Huber, signing off until next week. Thank you for listening to the Rob Sims episode of For the Athlete. Thanks for listening to For the Athlete. As always, be on the lookout for another athlete appearance next week. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and wherever you listen to podcasts.